Welcome to Short Talks from the Hill, a podcast from the University of Arkansas. My name is John Thomas. I'm a communications manager here at the university. Today, I'm joined by Jeffrey Murdoch, an associate professor of music education at the U of A and the conductor of the Inspirational Chorale and Razorback Chorus. Murdoch was recently named the recipient of the 2021 Grammy Music Educator Award from the Recording Academy and Grammy Museum. The prestigious award recognizes current educators across the country who have made a significant and lasting contribution to the field of music education and to demonstrate a commitment to the broader cause of maintaining music education in the schools. Along with winning the award, Murdoch will receive a $10,000 honorarium and matching grant for the U of A's music department. He was also featured on CBS This Morning and was recognized during the Grammys national telecast. Since he was a young boy growing up in Biloxi, Mississippi, Murdoch has been surrounded by music. With the help of a family friend, Murdoch learned the piano and began regularly playing for his church choir at a young age. That introduction to music is what Murdoch says changed his life forever. Now he's trying to pay it forward. Much of Murdoch's career has been dedicated to providing that same access to music for students of all ages and leveling the field for those who may not have seen themselves pursuing a college degree at an institution like the University of Arkansas. Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited to uh, participate in this uh, podcast today. First off, congratulations on your win of the Grammy Music Educator Award. Has the shock worn off yet of being recognized on a national level like this? Um, The shock has not yet worn off. And every time I think that it's about to wear off, there are new people who are sending me congratulatory messages or reaching out to me or random emails from other countries about everything. And it makes me uh, it, 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 it makes me humbled, but it also reminds me of, of what a big deal it is. So I don't take it lightly. Have you gotten to see the award itself yet? Do you know if you actually are going to get a Grammy for yourself that looks like what we think of as a Grammy award? I will get two separate trophies. I'll get one that's the actual Grammy that the artists get. There's another, a little bit smaller trophy that has that image on it, but it's like a gold medallion. Uh, That's kind of cool. It's supposed to be mailed to me because as you know, everything is uh, virtual. So there's no uh, pomp and circumstance and red carpet, but I will get the award in the mail here soon. A lot of people may not realize as the winner of the award, you're actually going to be involved in a lot of programs that the Recording Academy does in schools across the country. Can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be doing over the next year as the award winner? Absolutely. So as the Grammy Music Educator of the Year, I become essentially the ambassador for all things music education uh, with the Grammys and the Grammy Foundation and the Grammy Museum. Um, So what that looks like is I'll be attending Grammy camp, giving presentations there, speaking to students, uh, appearing on several other of the Grammy events that are specifically related to education. Anything that the Grammys are doing that Um, have to do with education or curriculum or anything like that, um, I will likely be a part of this year. Have they said anything to you about being able to attend next year's Grammy since you weren't able to go this year? 
Absolutely. So because of COVID, bringing, you know, thousands of people into the Staples Center in Los Angeles was probably not a good idea. And so we will do that next year. Uh, By the time next year rolls around, there will be a new Grammy Music Educator of the Year, the 2022 recipient. However, I will be offered the opportunity to go and to rub shoulders with all of the famous people on the red carpet. So I'm excited about that. That's great. It's great that you get to do that and not have to miss out on a once in a lifetime opportunity. I want to go back to your background a little bit. You're from Biloxi, Mississippi, and you still have family there. Music lovers probably know that Mississippi has a rich history in jazz and blues. Was there any musical inspirations to you that you had growing up that might have gotten you started on this path that you're on? So I grew up in church. I've been in church all my life and uh, music was really a big part of my upbringing. And so not only did I grow up in church, I had family members who were of different faiths. And so I had an opportunity to be exposed to different kinds of music. So for example, I was raised in a household, um, in a Baptist household, but my mother was Pentecostal. So that was a different kind of music. And my grandmother was Catholic and that was a different kind of music. And so as a kid who was playing the piano, I got to learn to play in all these different styles because I was exposed to all of that as a kid. I sang in choirs as a kid, gospel choirs and whatnot. And then I sang in the um, concert choir when I was in middle school. Just having an exposure to a wide variety of music, um, I think, piqued my interest early on such that uh, the desire was never extinguished. And um, here I am now. Why the piano? I was taken to my first piano lesson by a friend of the family. Um, who thought that I might have some musical talent and thought that I should just try it out. And so she paid for my first uh, lesson and apparently was a natural. The piano teacher was um, was very thrilled to take me on as his student. And the rest, as they say, is history. From there, I began to play other instruments. So by the time I was 11, I was playing organ. Uh, when I was in middle school, I played all of the low brass instruments. So trombone, euphonium, tuba. That turned into tuba and French horn in high school, in addition to continuing to play the keyboard instruments. And, and I still try to learn things. My son was taking violin uh, a couple of years ago, and I would you know, pick up things from him. And, and I got my own instrument and started trying to learn how to play that as well. So it's a never-ending process for me, music, music learning. Going back to the award, you were nominated by one of your students. So uh, you know, clearly they have a lot of respect for you. And you've had students follow you from school to school. Uh, and are now coming to the U of A to learn from you. Is that a teaching style that that you have that you're just able to connect with students on a level that allows them to respond in a way that they may not respond to in other classes or with other teachers? I think that I'm able to relate to students in in a way. And I think one of my teaching philosophies is meeting students where they are. Um, You know, I have this whole thing about culturally responsive pedagogy and music. When you do that, you know, a lot of people think about culturally responsive pedagogy being specific to um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But culturally responsive pedagogy for me as a Black man looks different. So I have to find the common spaces between me and maybe an affluent white student who grew up very different from me, right? Culturally responsive pedagogy means meeting every student, the affluent, the less affluent, the rich, the poor, the white, the non-white, and so forth and so on. I'm, I'm kind of an empath anyway, and I think that over the years, I've just really learned to connect with people. And I think it's that connection that allows me to be um, an effective educator. Have you always wanted to teach students and give back to the community in a way that you know how? I've always been just very inspired by the music educators in my life. 
uh, and the way in which they chose to give of themselves to ensure that I was my very best self musically. And so, yes, I aim to do that for other people as often as I can. I think it's important for students to have that person who will give them the opportunities that may, they may otherwise not get. And so I'm happy to be that resource and to be that influence, you know, if the cards say that that's to be, but also I'm willing to be the person who plants the seed and then someone else comes along and does some watering and someone else comes along and, and helps to, to push that process forward. So uh, I just want to be a part of the process of helping to change the student life through music. How does that not get lost on you? You know, when you see students succeed like that, knowing that you had a part in helping them achieve one of their goals. When I see that and when students bring that to my attention, I guess sometimes I forget or sometimes I don't I don't understand the the level of impact that I've had on on a student until you know many years later or many months later or whenever sometime in the future when they when they share their stories. For example, yesterday on on Facebook, there was a former University of Arkansas student who was now he works in the community and and does various things here in Northwest Arkansas who said to me that he shared the post about the Grammys and all of that. And then he shared that he graduated from the University of Arkansas and that I was the only music faculty member there and that I went out of my way to get up and shake his hand when he left the stage and how impactful that was for him. And I remember that moment. Um, and, and that's something I do. I try not to miss a commencement and I haven't since I've been here. And it's just something I feel like you're supposed to do. And I had no idea that that gesture of, you know, shaking a student's hand when they leave the stage was so impactful. It reminds me that we, you know, people are always watching, people are always observing. Uh, and so everything that we do, we need to make sure that it counts and that it's, there's, there's some meaning behind it, I think. Why do you think it's so important to have music programs and music education in schools for kids of all ages? Music stimulates the brain in a very different way. I see it in my young boys now, the way in which they engage differently with other academic materials, if music is somehow involved. There are studies that are pretty antiquated now that say that students who perform in ensembles or who participate in music um, experiences and in schools, they perform better in math, science, and other areas of academia. Those studies are slowly but surely being debunked. However, there is some truth to the way in which music engages the brain very differently and unlocks uh, a way of thinking and a way of processing things that may be inaccessible in just the traditional educational sense. And so um, I do think that being able to you know, unlock that side of the brain is important and is integral to the development of the whole student. Jeff, thanks so much for your time. Your story is truly inspirational and I'm looking forward to seeing more of what you do in the future. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure talking to you today. Music for Short Talks from the Hill was written and performed by local musician, Ben Harris. For more information and additional podcasts, visit Arkansas Research. That's arkansasresearch.uark.edu the home of science and research news at the University of Arkansas.